Welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, and I bring you greetings from the Lord Jesus Christ, from the power of the Almighty, as we give Him praise and honor on this day. Today, I just want to spend some time with you talking about the notion of grace. Grace for many years has been a ignomatic expression of God's love, just a mystery almost. And we have tried to come up with different names and different titles for it. But we can see that grace, although issued in the New Testament through the love of Jesus Christ as he came into the earth, he was full of grace and truth. But grace has been around for a long time, for it was grace that caused Adam and Eve to receive tunic skins for the sins of the fall of mankind or the fall of creation rather than death. It was grace that allowed Moses to become a leader after killing an Egyptian. It was grace. God's grace is prevalent throughout scripture. It is everywhere. And not only is it prevalent throughout scripture, but grace is prevalent throughout our entire lives. If you never had something to give God praise for, you can give him praise for grace. Grace is everywhere. It is a part of who God is. And so today, as we explore grace, I want you to just sit back and think about it and absorb it from a different posture. I want you to absorb it from a posture of significance rather than insignificance, importance rather than casual reading. You know, when Paul used the term, he would always write grace and peace in every epistle that he wrote. It became apparent to me that grace had a much deeper meaning than the meaning that we have ascribed to it. So I want to talk about it. Even from Galatians chapter 1 verse 3, grace to you and peace from God, the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. So this grace is coming from the Father. It is a gift to us. It is coming through the Son. It is a gift to us. And we must not ignore it for the reason that we're still doing what we're doing, the reason we still exist, the reason we are still on this road is definitely not because of our perfection, not because of our good looks, not because of anything that we've done and or said. It is because of the grace of God. And many people say this expression, but for the grace of God, there go I when seeing someone who's in a less than fortunate situation or circumstance. So we have to acknowledge grace. We have to love grace. We have to cherish this grace that God gives us. Grace has been characterized in many different ways. But as I was studying and meditating, God spoke to me. He said, grace is the disposition of God. It is inherent to his divine nature. It is measured by his love for humanity. You've heard these other expressions of grace many, many times. It is the favor of God in your life. It is God's riches at Christ's expense. 
It is God's unmerited or unearned favor. It is the divine enabling ability of God to do what you would not be able to do without him. This is the definition and or composition of grace that God gave me as he spoke to me in preparation for a message about a year ago. And I wrote it down and I keep it with me as a guideline so that I may be constantly reminded of what grace is, but also that I might share it with others. Grace in Christ is like a policy. It's like it's almost like an insurance policy. It's God's policy. But what it is, it is a distinction. It is a placement that God gives you. When you need more grace, God gives you more grace. When your ministry requires you to do more than normal, God will match your grace to the ministry assignment. So then grace is the matrix of his rule. It, it is the way things are situated in the heavens and in the earth. It Grace is our position of victory and grace is our posture of humility. When we have grace, there is always potential for victory, even in the absence of a victorious situation. And when we have this grace, we must operate in it from a posture of humility. God honors those who are humble. Humility is the platform for exaltation. But God also says, I will give grace to the humble. I will give grace to the humble. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And so the posture we need to stay in as God is moving in our life is a posture of humility. And the reason we're able to be successful in the things that we are successful in, listen, is because of the grace of God. Hebrews 13, 5b and verse 6, New King James Version says this, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. Grace helps us. Grace puts us in the proper position for God to get the victory in our lives. The, that's the G. The G, God's policy. The R in grace is for rest. We must learn to rest in God. We must learn to trust God, to lean back in God and acknowledge his greatness and his sovereignty and the perpetuality of his word. When God says something, it is perpetual. When God says something, it is sovereign. It can't be rebuked. It can't be turned around. It can't be dissolved according to time. His word has no time. His word is timeless. It's eternal in the heavens. So we have to learn to rest in God. When the grace is on us, we rest in him. And not only do we rest in him, but we await two things, restoration and restitution. Restoration because God will restore what the locust and the canker worm have eaten. But restitution is for the things that you should have come your way that for one reason or another were manipulated out of your situation, but manipulated out of a situation or a circumstance, but never manipulated out of your destiny. Because God, what God has for you is for you. He will restore those things that have been taken from you. So we have to understand God is in the business of using grace 
to make things happen if we just learn to rest in him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If we abide with God, if we walk with God, if we talk with God, if we spend time with God, we will learn to rest in him, lean not unto our own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. So the R in grace is rest. The A in grace is acclamation to the abiding presence of God. Learning how to engage God daily. Learning how not to try to live this life without God. Getting up in the morning. Acknowledging his presence. Acknowledging his glory. Acknowledging this grace. Acknowledging our purpose in the earth. Acknowledging the fact that we cannot do this without God. We need to become acclimated to the abiding presence of God because grace is his abiding presence. Grace will see you through. Grace will make a way out of no way. Grace will help cut rivers through the desert, will help grow trees in places where the vegetation is unable to grow. Grace, grace, grace is the ability to do what we couldn't do if God was not with us. It is grace when we learn that without him, we can't do anything. And so we must engage God daily in prayer. Lo, Matthew 28, 20, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We have to acknowledge that, that he's with us always, even unto the end of the world. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. So we have to acknowledge his presence and acknowledge who he is. So the next one is coverage and covering the sea covering and coverage you know that god dwells with us watch this he covers us so his presence is with us but his presence also covers us everywhere we go he is with us never absent from a situation never absent from a tragedy never absent from a painful period in our life never absent from a time of hurt and weeping god always being there because he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty these words these acronyms that we use for grace god's policy god's rest God's acclamation, God's coverage, they all extend themselves into one policy, into one covering or one abiding presence of God, and they go together like hand in glove. We have this assurance that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. We have this glorious assurance that we can count on. So let's understand this. To dwell in the shadow of the Almighty is to live under the promise of God's protection. Grace is an umbrella. It puts us under the promise of God's protection. So when we dwell, dwell means to live in or inhabit 
of or be in a habit of. Shelter means hiding place, covering or protection, shadow, shade, comfort, protection and defense, abide, to lodge, to live, to spend the night. We have to develop an intimate relationship with God, a relationship that says to him, we want to spend time with you. We want to be around your grace. We want to be in the place of your love. We want to be where you called us to be. We need you every day. We can't get up in the morning and go to corporate America without you. We can't go and do civic work without you. We can't go and do community work without you. We can't love our families properly without you. We can't love our wives properly without you. There's no such thing as a marriage without a threefold covenant between the man, the woman, and God. We need your grace. We need your presence. We need what Jesus was full of, full of grace and truth. If he was full of grace and truth in order to go to the cross and die for our sins, surely with whatever each of us is dealing with on a regular basis, we need grace as well. Grace is ignomatic. It is an eternal work. It's E. It is the eternal work of God. It says that whatever we do, that needs grace requires eternity as its object. In other words, everything we do should be connected to eternity. It should have eternal implications. Grace is a mystery. We don't see it. We can't feel it. It's intangible, but it operates daily in the life of humanity, and we must acknowledge it but grace is not for our foolishness. God, yes, he will issue grace in our foolishness, but that's not what grace is for. Grace is the power of God to fulfill the purposes for which God have put you in the earth. Grace is the power of God to fulfill the purposes for which God have put you in the earth. And the reason you're in the earth Fulfilling that eternal destiny, fulfilling that eternal purpose will have eternal implications in the heavens. And when we get to heaven by operating in grace, in the favor, God will see us and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Grace is a tool that God has given us to overcome the wicked works of the enemy Use this tool. Receive this tool. Ask God for more grace. We ask for wisdom. We ask for love. We ask for blessings. Ask God for more grace to do what it is that he's called you to do. Before we close this podcast, join me and the Potter's House International Ministries and the City of Jacksonville in celebrating 25 years of the Episcopal service of Bishop Vaughn Monroe McLaughlin. He has rendered himself a servant unto the Lord and is called a prince in the Lord's church for he has given us exemplary service and demonstrated to us the ministry of excellence that is resonated not only in Jacksonville, but around the world. Join me again 
in saluting my spiritual father, Bishop Vaughn Monroe McLaughlin. Well done, Bishop. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Remember to go and influence the nations. God bless.